There's power in the name of Jesus. There's healing in the name of Jesus. There's salvation in the name of Jesus. The Bible says that demons tremble at the sound of that name. Welcome to the ministry of Bishop Emmanuel Nkefel of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Kolegono. Bishop Nkefel is a medical doctor and senior pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Kolegono. A seasoned and anointed preacher and teacher of the Word of God, followed with various miracles, signs and wonders. His in-depth teaching of the Word of God will change your life forever. Now... Here's today's message. Are we blessed? Hallelujah. We want to move on quickly to the next session. Stand to your feet and lift up your two hands. Let's pray as we... Oh, yes. Thank you, Lord. Lift up your hands as the Lord will continue to speak to you. One more time. We give you praise. Speak in the Holy Ghost, everybody. Mahasiri Bahasende Layandiri Boho Kaliandiri Bosimahaya Ala Makaparemo Sipateremonde Shebali Mahaya Taremo Sente Mababaremo Shibala Masete Ilemo Taya Zantiri Boho Kapitari Mashere We give you praise We give you glory Thank you, Lord, for another opportunity to come before your word. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your help and your guidance. Thank you for the spirit of revelation and wisdom and insight. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Well, at this session, I want to start um, to share with you on one of the most powerful Keys for church growth. Amen. Amen. And it is the key of the lay ministry. So I'm talking about the lay ministry and church growth. Hallelujah. Lay ministry and church growth. Now the truth of the matter is that just to continue with what Bishop Musa said. You know, you cannot do the ministry alone. No. If you are really into the ministry, the different facets of it. Hallelujah. So, it takes a lot of people to help to make the church work. Unfortunately, Many pastors see the ministry as they are so preserved. You know, it's like they are the they are they are the called men of God. Nobody else is called. Do you understand it? It's like, oh, I mean, I'm there. I'm 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 called. I have to preach. I have to teach. I have to lay hands. I have to do everything. But you notice in the scriptures that whenever God called someone, he surrounded them with people. Amen? Amen. 
When Moses was fighting with the Amalekites, he had Aaron and her to keep his hands steady. And that is how the victory came. Amen. God told Moses, gather 70 of the elders of the people and I will take the spirit which is upon you and put it on them so that they will bear the burden with you. Somebody said it, I, I don't know whether it was Bishop Musa or uh, Dr. Kujo, that before Jesus even started his ministry, he appointed 12 disciples. So this is a pattern that should guide us in the ministry. And many of the churches that are truly mega churches, huge churches, and have made great impact, have used and are using the key of the lay ministry. Whereby ordinary people, laymen, lay pastors, volunteers, unskilled, untrained people are equipped to play an active major role in the ministry. Hallelujah. Now, if you take a church like Church of Pentecost, you see a Church of Pentecost everywhere. The last figure that I, I heard was more than 20,000 branches. Majority of the people who lead their churches are not called pastors. They are called elders. Presiding elders. And they are just people who work do their own things, and then they pastor the church. Redeem church of God. You find them everywhere. Everywhere. Many of their pastors are lay people. The largest church in the world Dr. Cho's church, Yoido Full Gospel Church, employs, and had employed this principle. Dr. Cho says, when he started the ministry, you know, over a certain period of time, he started his church in um, 1958 with five people. By 61, he had 300 people. And he was striving to do everything on his own. By 1972 or so, the church had grown to 3,000 people. And he said, I was cho. I was cho. I was doing everything. And he became very ill. He became very ill and the Lord told him, I will heal you in 10 years. Yeah. I will heal you in 10 years. It was during that time it was during that time that the Lord gave him the cell ministry strategy. And the Lord told him, he said, he said one day, you know, the Lord told him, let my people go. 
let my people go. He said, what does that mean? He said, my people in the church, let them go and serve me. When you go to that church, eh, he has thousands of cell leaders, thousands of workers. You see a whole floor where businessmen, very successful businessmen are seated at decks working. They are lay people. They are lay people. Lighthouse Chapel International from day one was a lay ministry. And up to today, more than 70% of the pastors, more than 90% are lay pastors. Lay pastors. Carpenters. Masons. Plumbers. Doctors. Engineers. Painters. Market women. Drivers. Hunters. Hallelujah. That is how the ministry is made possible. Is it because how many people can you pay? How many people can you pay? And how much work can the few full-time pastors sitting in front do? So this is one of the reasons why your church has not grown. Because you have not released the energies, the giftings, the callings of the ordinary people. And you hear pastors say, I don't have people. I don't have people. No, you have people. But you have not made the people people to help you in the ministry. You have not made the people. You have not transformed them. You have not trained them. You have not equipped them and trained and giving them ministry skills. Amen? Amen? For them to be able to help you. Now, to help you overcome this problem. That is why this year, all those of you who have come, I've given you a gift. This book, Like Us, by Bishop Dan. Are you clapping your hands for the Lord? Like us, which means layman, lay people, volunteers, unskilled people. And I cannot teach you everything that is here within the conference. So I'll just give you some highlights. But go and study it. I have felt, I have felt from the beginning of this year that this is the message that the Lord has placed on my heart for you. To go and release your ordinary church members to help you to work. You are paying so many people in your church. You are paying so many people. Why are the instrumentalists? Stand by your instruments. 
Where they stand. The singers. How much are you paid, brother? Give me a mic. None of them. None of them is paid anything. The people who are controlling the sound. No transport. And, and, and the type of lay ministry I'm talking to you about. That's because sometimes people try to do lay ministry, but it's a little sort of send me. Yeah. It's a semi paid lay ministry. The lay ministry I'm talking about is where you volunteer your service. You volunteer your service. Amen? Without charge. Freely have you received salvation, the gift of God, and freely should you use it to help the ministry. And you'll be surprised that your people will be willing. Only that you, the pastor, you have not made an attempt. So I'm encouraging you to go back to your church and put this principle into practice. The reason why you have not been able to buy a land after 10 years, after 5 years, after 15 years, is because the little income that comes is also used to pay all these people. The drama. And you pay them immediately after the service. If you don't pay them, the following week they will not come. Pay the singer, praise and worship leader, the sound code. The person who is turning the volume, you know, to the right, to the left, is paid. Is paid. Everybody is paid. Hallelujah. Ashes are paid. Everybody is paid. Now, you cannot make progress with this. You cannot. I want you to do something. When you go back to your church, have a meeting with all those people and tell them, I've decided that from now, I can't pay you again. Either you want to continue or you leave it. But that is the way we are going to go. And people may stop. People may even leave. But that is going to be your opportunity to raise up true sons and daughters who are going to help you in the ministry. Amen? I did lay ministry for 14 years. 14 years. The bishop sent me out of this cathedral. 14 years I was out there. And I pastored from afar. Never given a penny. I used to travel all around the country, go to the north, Shanty region, different places preaching. Happily. Oh, how happy I was. Without pay. Now, if, if all the monies that you are using for people will come into the ministry, you'll be able to do a lot. You'll be able to buy a land. You'll be able to build your church building. You'll be able to raise up structures that will help your ministry to become solid. Bishop Minister just taught us about building a foundation. 
Amen. Amen. So the lay ministry is a very, very critical ministry. Critical. It is critical for the life of your church. For the sustenance of your church. For the future of your church. Amen. Amen. And for your own future. Hallelujah. Now look at Exodus chapter 18. From verse 13. Moses' father-in-law, Jethro, went to visit him and he saw something terrible. Eh? And it came to pass on the morrow that Moses sat to judge the people. And the people stood by Moses from the morning until the evening. And when Moses' father-in-law saw all that he did to the people, he said, what is this thing that thou doest to the people? Why sittest thou thyself alone? Take note. Pastor, you are not supposed to be doing the work of the ministry alone. Why sittest thou thyself alone and all the people stand by thee from morning unto evening? And Moses said unto his father-in-law, because the people come unto me to inquire of God. I am the man of God. I am the, it is true that you are the man of God, but ten others to become like you. One of the church group principles that Bishop Dark teaches in the mega church book is the principle of the um, multiplied senior pastor. Multiplied. That as a senior pastor, you need to create yourself in more of your members so that they can become like you. And soon, they will also be able to preach, teach, visit, evangelize, and do some of the things that you are doing. Now, when you put it all together, you have become a better and a greater pastor. You have more effect. You make more impact. Multiply yourself in your people. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Continue. When they have a matter, they come unto me and I judge between one and another and I do make I do make them know the status of God and his laws. And Moses' father-in-law said unto him, the thing that thou doest is not good. Pastor, God is telling you, all right, yesterday, I, I, I told you that you need to change your stereotype. Yeah. That's one of the things that we have to change. What could The ministry is too burdensome for you alone to carry. I mean, you are running everywhere. And, and one of the reasons why it happens that way is insecurity. So everything is between you and your wife. And you have brought your cousin to be in charge of the, of the money. To secure that place also. 
Amen. But within the congregation, God has given you people who sit and potential to be able to help you. I say you releasing those people. I say you releasing those people in the name of Jesus. Amen. The thing that thou doest is not good. Thou, now watch this. Thou will surely wear away both thou and these people that is with thee. You will destroy yourself and then you also destroy these people. For this thing is too heavy for thee. Now that, that's the whole point. Real ministry. Unless you are not doing ministry. Hey. But if you are really into the ministry, one of the things that you quickly realize is that you become overwhelmed. You become overwhelmed. Yeah. And now that we are t- talking about church growth and your church is going to grow, this is one of the things that you need to, you need to do very quickly to accelerate the growth. Involve more people. Let people help you in the prayer. Let people help you with the evangelism. Let help, help people help you in the cell ministry. Let people help you to do visitations. Amen. Amen. Train people and assign things to them. You'll be amazed at what will happen in your church. It is too much for you. It is too much. Saturday, you have to marry people, do the wedding. When you finish, you have to rush to the cemetery to bury somebody. Eh? You bury, do that. This, and then at dawn, you woke up for an adoring ceremony. And on Saturday evening, you are going for choir rehearsals. You are leading the choir. And then after that, you have a, a meeting with the, the, the cell leaders. Abba. Abba. Reverend Dr. Moses, the thing that thou doest is not good. It's not good. That's why you can't do much. That's why you can't do much. The, the first reason why you need a lay ministry is because it helps you to lessen the burden of ministry. It helps you. By sharing with other people, the burden becomes easier. And I'm going to give you the second reason very soon. Alright, now go ahead. Thou will surely wear away both thou and these people that is with thee. For this thing is too heavy for thee. Thou art not able to perform it thyself alone. Hearken now unto my voice. I will give thee counsel. And God shall be with thee. I will give thee counsel. If you listen to what God is telling you, alright, Eh? Now suddenly you realize that God is with you. The presence of the Lord. A new anointing will come. A new power will be released. A new grace will be released. Through the lay ministry. God will be with you. His presence will be with you. His grace will be with you. He says, I will give thee counsel. 
So God is giving us cancer. Right now. God says, I'm giving you advice. The advice is, release your ordinary people to help you to do the work of the ministry. Hallelujah. Huh? Be thou for the people to God world, that thou mayest bring the causes unto God. And thou shalt teach them ordinances and laws. And shall show them the way wherein they must walk and the work that they must do. Moreover, thou shalt provide, now watch this, out of all the people, able men, such as fear God, men of truth, hating covetousness, and plain search over them to be rulers of thousands and rulers of hundreds, rulers of fifties, and rulers of tens. Now watch this. And let them judge the people all seasons. At all seasons. So every day, every week, throughout every month, throughout the whole year, God expects that you release your people to help you. He said they will judge the people throughout the whole season. Judge the people means whatever issues are there to be sorted out. You'll be helped. You'll be helped. Stop jumping around from place to place. Stop it. That is why you cannot hear the voice of God. Bishop Musa just told us we should build the church and be led by the Spirit. As we are led by the Spirit and receive the commands of God, we should implement them. Hallelujah. But how do you even hear the commandments? That, that is coming from the Spirit of God when you have no time to hear. One of the things that does not happen in pastoral ministry is that pastors don't pray much. Pastors of all people do not pray much. And one of the reasons why we don't pray much is because there is no time. I mean, by the time you walk around doing all the things that you are doing, you are tired. And so the essential thing for you, which is hearing the voice of God and be guided into the principles, the strategies, the instructions, the commandments that he wants you to hear so that your church will be built successfully for you to grow and to do well. You, 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 you have no time to do it. How many of you understand the, the message? Is God speaking to you? Huh? And it shall be that every great matter they shall bring unto thee. But every small matter they shall judge. So shall it be easier for thyself. And they shall bear the burden with thee. Hallelujah. Amen. Which means that your members are not just supposed to come and enjoy church. But they are supposed to help you with the burden of the ministry. The work of the ministry. Your members are not just supposed to come and clap their hands, offer a little prayer, a little praise and worship, give a little offering and go away. But in addition to all that, even more significantly, God has given them to you so that they can help you in this work that he has given to you. The secret, this is 
one of the most, this one of the greatest secrets that God has ever given to Bishop Dye. The secret to the growth, the expansion of the Lyra Chapel International is the deployment of lay people. Lay people. Yeah. When I go around our missions, our missionaries who have not done well are those who have not implemented this strategy. You'll be surprised that he's there. He doesn't have a new believers school. He doesn't have a shepherd's training school. He doesn't have, you know, because he says, I have nobody. I have nobody. But may the Lord give you counsel. May the Lord give you counsel. May the Lord give you counsel. And then the Lord will be with you. Can I have an amen? Amen. Continue. Now, this is what I want you to see. If thou shalt do this, and God commanded thee so. So you see, Bishop, when you're talking about commandment, this is one of the commandments. The lay ministry is a commandment from God. The lay ministry is not the idea of a man. But the lay ministry is a commandment of God. That is how God has always worked. He calls somebody who is a specialist and then surrounds the specialist with ordinary people. He surrounds the specialist with ordinary people. Your major undoing right now in your ministry is the fact that you are doing the ministry alone. You are doing the ministry alone. Everyone can say, you are not supposed to do the ministry alone. Amen? Amen. And in the New Testament, under the New Covenant, we are all priests. Okay. 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 (laughs) We are all called. Many are called. Not a few people are called. Many are called. Now you the senior pastor, you are called. But the, most of the rest of the people who, who God has given to you, they are also called. So all this, I'm the man of God, I'm the man of God, I'm the man of God. Stop it. Be practical. Be real. Amen. They may not be called to do what you are doing in, in that, at that level and to that extent. Nonetheless, they are called. Hallelujah. Now, having laid this foundation, the question is, how do I turn my ordinary people into people who can help me? Amen. Because I know you are asking me that question, Pa Bishop Interval. It's okay now. I've collected. How many of you have collected your mind? But my people who are around, my people who are around, okay, they can't preach, they can't sing, they can't visit. Even anytime I'm preaching, they are sleeping. They are yawning at me. So when I look at them, they can't do anything. All right. Now, in this book, 
Bishop Dark explains how you can do it. And he calls it the principle of the pineapple patch. He said one time he was driving up a hill and he came across an area, a field, and everywhere was bush and wild. But then he sees a particular area that was covered with pineapples. And then it occurred to him that in the midst of the bush and, and, and all the, you know, disorganization in the place, the presence of this well-organized area that has the pineapples is as a result of somebody's intentional effort in working on this particular area and investing time and seats and energy into this particular area and the result is that this particular area has pineapples well laid out as compared to all the other areas. So this is the key. This is the key. You have sitting in your churches doctors, carpenters, fishermen, farmers, who yes, businessmen, who yes, they don't know how to pray, they can't sing, they, they don't understand the Bible much and all that. But through the principle of the pineapple patch, meaning intentionally investing in them, intentionally and consciously investing in them, teaching them. Apostle Joe was talk, talking to us about teaching, gathering the people and teaching them. Teaching them. As you continue to do that, these same people will be transformed. Now, what is the main work of a pastor? Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. Now, this is just a little session. I'm just introducing, you know. Because I have another speaker coming before we go for our main break. So, I'm just ending. But I, I, I just, I'm just trying to open your eyes to something. Ephesians chapter 4, from verse 11. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. Now, pastors, look at me. You are a pastor. You are a teacher. You are an evangelist. You are a bishop. You are an apostle. All right. For what reason? For what reason? For what reason? For what reason has God made you a teacher in your church? A pastor in your church? An evangelist in your church? For what reason? Verse 12. For the perfecting of the saints. For the work of the ministry. For the edifying of the body of Christ. Now, the scriptures were not written with all these punctuation uh, marks and everything that is there. This one, the translators inserted them. 
Do you understand it? So, if you go by the comments, that it looks that the, the, the apostles, the evangelists, the prophets, the pastors and teachers exist. Number one, for the perfection of the saints. Number two, for the work of the ministry. Number three, for the edifying of the body of Christ. But you have already affected them. So how do you edify them again? Now, when you remove the commerce, you now have the real sense of what God is telling us. Hallelujah. Start from verse 11 again. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. Alright, verse 12. For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, so that the body of, of Christ will be edified or built up. When we are talking about church growth, we are talking about building up. Building up. Going up. Increasing. Enlarging. Expanding. How does it come about? It comes about as pastors and teachers and evangelists and prophets rise up to perfect their ordinary saints for the work of the ministry. Now, give me the NIV. Give me the NIV. Give me the NIV. The NIV first. Okay. Their responsibility, go back to verse 11. You don't have NIV? Now, these are the gifts Christ gave to the church. The apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. How many pastors are here? How many pastors and teachers and apostles are here? At least I know one apostle here. And there's another one, Apostle Don, is also here. And some of you are apostles. Verse 12. I'm ending. Their responsibility is to equip God's people. Their responsibility. Their responsibility. Your responsibility. What God requires of you. Now, responsibility means what you are responsible for. That is what is what God requires from you. I'm sure there are some wonderful translations. You know? Dr. Kujo is giving some wonderful translation here. NIV. Huh? It was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers. To prepare God's people for works of service. So that the body of Christ may be built. To prepare God's people. Pastor, one of your major responsibilities is to prepare God's people. For the works of service, 
So that the body of Christ may be built up. And we are talking about building the church. So the reason why your church is not built and it's not being built and has not been built is because for so long you have not been preparing God's... You see, that's why God told Dr. Cho, let my people go. <laughs> God is telling pastors here, release my people to work for me. Release my doctors. Release my engineers. Release my farmers. Release my market women. Release my electricians. Release my plumbers to work for me. Prepare them. Prepare them. Prepare them for works of service. So that the body of Christ may be built up. Please sit down. But instead of this, do you know what we are doing? We rather... (laughs) Instead of preparing them for work of ministry, we are preparing them for their personal breakthroughs, enrichment, upliftment, fulfillment, businesses. Are you getting that? In other words, we are not doing what God said we should do. And he just said to us, Bishop Musa just said to us, that God will not bless what he has not called you to do or commanded. Yeah. Yeah. Amen? Now you come to Lighthouse. We have pastors. Eh? We have pastors who are just ordinary people. Look, if you make a mistake, you are the president and you join any of our branches. Quata 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 asha die. Quata 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 asha die. You be an asha. You you see the president. You be holding. Give me the phone basket. The president is leading the people. <laughs> Why? Because the president is also called. Daniel was a prime minister. He was called. Daniel was a prime minister, but he was a man of God. Joseph was a prime minister. He was a man of God. The greatest church planter ever, Apostle Paul, practiced the lay ministry. Look at Acts chapter 18. Acts chapter 18. Give me the NIV. After this, Paul left Athens and went to Corinth. There he met a Jew named Aquila, a native of Pontus, who had recently come from Italy with his wife Priscilla. Because Claudius had ordered all the Jews to leave Rome, Paul went to see them. Verse 3. And because he was a tent maker, as they were, he stayed and worked with them. That is why one of the 
uh, popular names of the lay ministry is the tent ministry. He was a tent maker. Paul was making tents and living by them. Wow. Listen, Pastor, look at me. You have system members in your church and you are drawing salary. And not only you, you have appointed five other full time pastors. With an average family member of family member of five. Everybody five. Living on this church's income. Plus you paying ashes, musicians. You see, instead of equipping, training, preparing your ordinary people so that they can become musicians, ashes, sound controllers, technicians, and all that. You rather rent. You, you go and hire people. This, this guy can play the drums. This guy can play the drums. And Dr. Kujo was telling us, sometimes we even trespass. We, we actually coerce other people's members to come. To be part of us. You don't need that. You don't need that. The people who followed David were ordinary people. Soon, by their association with David, their titles were changed. They became David's mighty men. Train your people. Prepare them. In Mark chapter 3, from verse 13, the Bible says, Jesus went to a mountain and called unto him those that he would. And of those he, he appointed 12, number one, that they might be with him. And number two, that he might send them forth to preach. Now, when he called all this, I mean, Peter, I can't imagine, fisherman, uh, Matthew was a, a task collector, I'm sure a very corrupt one. All these guys, Huh? Now watch. The first thing was that, go back to verse 13. Jesus went up to a mountain, called to him those he wanted, and they came to him. 14. He appointed 12, designating them apostles that they might be with him. Now the being with, that is a learning process. That's a learning time. That's a time for the preparation. That's a time for training. Look, for something like 15 years, Bishop Dark was found only in this church. Most of the time. Most of the time. Training us. Recently, I was watching some uh, videos. Shepherd's service. Oh, I was just lying down watching. I said, wow. And I was looking at our faces. Eh? Teaching us about the anointing. Shemanized shepherds. The holy oil. Anointed shepherds. How I came to be anointed. Teaching us about the importance of listening to messages. For years. Pastor Coffee, for years. 
sending us on camp, to camp meetings. Three days. You heard Bishop, Bishop Musa talking about it. Three days. Different places. Yesterday I was telling you about the Makane. That's where those things come. One of the questions that people ask the bishop is, where did you get all these people from? It's from the years of preparation. Pay that price. Gather your ordinary people. Pay the price of preparing them. And soon, you are going to have an army. An army of world workers for Jesus Christ. Are you clapping your hands for the Lord? Amen? The lay ministry. Pastor Kofi, don't pay anybody. Bishop Jama, don't pay anybody in the church. Don't. Don't. Is that they will leave. Let them leave. Look, nobody is indispensable when it comes to the work of God. To every Moses, they said Joshua. To every Elijah, they said. And Elijah. There is. There is. There is. To every Queen Vashti, there's a Queen Esther. When football matches are going to play a football, they have, they have 18 players. They have, apart from the normal people 11, they have extra. Haven't you seen that as they are playing, the striker falls down and he squeezes the face a little and then they throw the camera to the side and you see somebody. Let them go. In, the, in that same church, God has given people here. Your keyboard is with some way. He says he won't play again. Let him go, but there's somebody there who is When you prepare them, I want you to look at the scripture again. The NIV, Ephesians 4, 12. That's our end. I'm going to continue. Yeah. I'm going to show you in later sessions how the lay ministry helps you to fulfill your core ministry as a pastor. Yeah. To prepare God's people for works of service. What is the result? What is the result of the fact that you have prepared God's people in your church? Will you lose? Will you lose? Will you lose your personality? Will you decrease? Will you now be called that you are not the main man of God? Eh? If you train them well, if you train them well, see, one of the things that Bishop Saki, who has exemplified the message of loyalty and has taught all of us, lighthouse pastors, 
by practical example to be loyal. One of the things that he says concerning him, himself, Bishop Eddie, and the Bishop, because they are, they are friends. They grew up together. He said, we are friends, but we know where the line is. Yeah. If you train your people, you can even call them reverence. Now, Bishop has concentrate, concentrated many of us and put the title of Bishop on us. Now, it, it doesn't mean that I'm, I'm Bishop. Bishop Dad. As a matter of fact, even to date, when I write to him, I sign off Pastor Ntefu. For me, I'm Pastor Ntefu to him. If you train them well, if you train them well, you have nothing to be afraid of. But you see, you need people who are like you. That's right. You need people who are like you. Amen. Amen. The result of you taking your time consciously with hard work to invest, training, giving the ministry skills, teaching them how to read the Bible, how to pray, how to wait on God, how to visit, how to do evangelism. How to do evangelism. Just about two weeks ago, I've started um, a new school. I call it the, the Soul Winners School. Sundays. And my church is full of young people who nobody can control them at home. And I'm training them to become soul winners. You see, whatever character they have, stubbornness and all that, all that is needed when they become soul winners. If the person is stubborn, the person is going to become a stubborn witness of Jesus Christ. But the result is that to prepare God's people for works of service, so that the body of Christ may be built. The way your church is going to be built, increase, grow, expand, is when you take your time to prepare the ordinary people, the likers, the laymen, the volunteers, the volunteers. Recently, when we gathered at the Independence Square, Good Friday, there were 100,000 people there. Now, there's live out churches in Accra and around, and not all the members came. And that Sunday, when I came to church, how many of you didn't come? There were people who didn't come. And of that number of people that gathered there, most of them, 90 to 95% of them, are pastored by lay pastors lay ministers like us your church will be built your church will grow your church will increase your church will be strengthened your church will expand if you take time to prepare your lay people lay people and church grow I see an army of workers I see an army of workers in your church May the Lord grant you the anointing to teach them and to equip them in Jesus' name. Lift up your hands and just begin to thank the Lord.
Lift up your hands and begin to thank the Lord. Some of you don't have many people. Ask the Lord to give you many people so that you can prepare them. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Lift up your hands and pray. Thank you. Thank you, Master. Thank you, Lord, for the anointing to train, to equip, to build up the ordinary people. You have given us people, ordinary people, but thank you for the grace to build them up, to prepare them so that they will become workers who stand with us and build your kingdom with us. We give you praise. We bless you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. been blessed by this message. We invite you to worship with us at the Lighthouse Chapel International Light of the World Cathedral Collegon, opposite the Collegon Main Gate. Please note our service times. English services, early rain service 6.30 a.m. to 8.30 a.m. His presence service 8.30 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. And love and faith service 10.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Other languages, L'Eglise Glorious French, 7.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. Love and Victory, Gain, 7.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. And Love and Hope, Tree, 9.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. Our Vibrant You Church also starts at 12 noon to 2 p.m. Be part of our midweek invitation service this and every Tuesday from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. prompts. For prayer, counseling, and further inquiries, Please call 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. The numbers again, 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. God bless you.